This is KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. Welcome back, everybody, to the Border War Podcast here on the Kansas City Sports Network. We are presented, as always, by 360 Vodka. My name is Jared Sutton. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Jeff Hawkins. And Jeff, welcome back. Uh, we got a lot to catch up on with Kansas. A lot of, a lot of good games that uh, have been played since uh, we last talked on our last pod. And uh, turn of the page two, Mizzou right around the corner with uh, Mizzou, Kansas, and the Border War. Yeah, big border work coming up. College basketball is starting to get in the swing of things. Conference plays around the corner. Uh, not only just that, it's just everything with college basketball is going live right now. And it's just, again, we talk about it all the time. There's no no better time right now than now. And uh, it's only going to get better. We're, we're not even close to March Madness, but still basketball's here. Excited. I love getting home, flipping through channels, seeing who's playing. Um, it's just that time of year for everybody. It's just so much going on right now. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And um, in-season tournament NBA tonight, too, just throwing that out there. So there's a lot of yeah. a lot of hoop stuff going on. I was going to stay on the college, but there you go. I, I, I had to throw some love there uh, to the in-season tournament. Get a Monday night football, too, before, I, you know. But... Yeah, 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 yeah. The, yeah, and with the NFL and the college football bowl yeah. games, man, it's just so much going on right now. Yeah. But it's a lot of it's a lot of fun and uh, it's been fun for Kansas too because they've had so many good competitive non-con games. Yeah. Um, and I want to start with the Maui Classic uh, that was in Honolulu. Uh, Kansas wins two games there. Uh, I know they had a tough loss to Marquette. Uh, that was a really competitive battle. Uh, obviously, there were a lot of things going on. Um, you know, dead ball situations and uh, yeah. coaches getting involved. But yeah. Um, yeah. all in all, your thoughts on just the the trip for Kansas. Um, it's always a good test, I think, especially when you're playing against teams that are going to be right there in the NCAA tournament competing in March. And you get a chance to lace them up in November, you know, in non-conference. It's a great way yeah. to figure out where you're, and you're dealing with travel. I think that's always gets gets lost is like it's a it's a serious trip, you know, obviously over to Hawaii. Uh, the rest, the recovery. I think that was a hot topic for me of just the turnaround time these teams had. Not a lot. And I'm sure coaches probably didn't in, uh, enjoy that a ton uh, just from a rest and, and preparation standpoint. But your overall thoughts on just how, how Kansas fared uh, in Maui? Yeah, first off, they, uh, I mean, they're in Maui, man. I mean, yeah, exactly. Well, the turnaround was at Honolulu, but, and they got to probably, and they got to see Honolulu a little bit more than what they normally do because they're normally in Maui. So, for some guys, uh, any of those fifth-year guys, uh, definitely could have been a good experience for them because they got to see it twice. Uh, but you're, you're, I mean, you're in Hawaii. Come on, I mean, I mean, you're, can't beat that over the holidays. Yeah, you know, or the Thanksgiving holiday. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think for KU, uh, you know, for them being able to go uh, two and three, and uh, I think a lot with you know the Bill Self errors, you know, when they take that losses, how how do they respond? Um, and, you know, coming off that loss against Marquette and, you know, coaches, I thought they were going to have to put some boxing gloves on. And uh, But coming off of that loss, Marquette just heated. I mean, they just got heated up the whole time. They, I mean, it was that, – that oven was on full hot the whole game. They heated them up the whole game and uh, just kind of got Kansas out of their rhythm right from the get-go. And then they bounced back. Uh, they have that – they, they play Tennessee the next game, and you're wondering how are they going to respond – uh, just after getting a, a good beating for Marquette 
and now have to come play another top 10 team uh, back to back. Um, and then they responded. So being able to fight late down the stretch and, and close it out, I think that, that that helped them with their season as far as moving forward. So I think at the end of the day, you know, they'll look at that Maui trip as a positive and, you know, they'll take what they, what they, uh, what Marquette exposed from their weaknesses, they'll take that. They had a chance to take that in and, and redeem themselves against uh, Tennessee. So I think at the end of the day, they walked away happy from that, um, even though they did go two and three. Yeah, and they, they come back after that and good response against Tennessee. Uh, obviously, Hunter was very good, and he had 20 rebounds in that game and yeah. uh, really, really was an impact. So it, it's a good win, and then you, you come home and you face Eastern Illinois, yeah. And they gave Kansas a good little little run. Uh, yeah. You know, I I think that was not a letdown game by any means in terms of looking ahead. I just think this Eastern Illinois played really well, um, yeah. and it was, I was impressed with just how they how they they kept you know Kansas at bay uh, as best she can uh, in that environment and in that building, and uh, and we're we're competitive. But Kansas able to get a good win and turn the page to UConn, which. What an atmosphere that was uh, on Friday. We're recording this on on Monday, uh, but what what an atmosphere that was on Friday against against UConn. Jason Sudeikis was in the house. Sue Bird was in the house. Uh, a lot of former players. I I think yourself. You were, were you in the in the building as well? I snuck in there. I snuck in. Right. I snuck in the back door, man. I was being knocking on the door, let see if somebody could sneak me in the back. Door. Yeah, I was just flash flash the alumni card. Just kind of get right in the. <laughs> I love it, uh, but I, I mean. It was rocking. I mean, as you know, like Allen Fieldhouse, I, I, whatever it's like, oh, it's the loudest I've ever heard Allen Fieldhouse. I'm always like, I think Allen Fieldhouse is always just crazy loud. So it's hard to decipher, but the atmosphere, the energy, uh, it was great. It was a great environment for college basketball in November. It was. Uh, and you know, that Eastern Illinois game, I think, you know, war could have been a little bit of worry is you know they were up 15 early and you know it, it was just such a tight game when they had what quote-unquote coach self to say their foot on their throat um and they just let it off and uh eastern illinois got confidence uh at as each possession came as the score got a little bit closer and it became a game down the stretch so i think there is a little bit uh like oh, okay how are we gonna come into this UConn game Coming off of that traction with Eastern Illinois, which uh, was still a good team, but they had their foot on their throat. They let it off and uh, uh, they made a run. So it was just kind of had everybody on the edge saying, how are the Jayhawks going to respond coming in with UConn, top uh, number four team in the nation coming to the Jayhawks, uh, uh, Jayhawk land. So, but I think they responded well. It was a back and forth game. It was loud. Um you know, for me, I've heard the stories. I did not go to the last game at Missouri. Uh, well, now the Tigers are playing, but the last game before they, they left out of the conference, I did not go to that game. I wish I did. I wish I did to this day because from all I know, Jayhawks, uh, former Jayhawks, coaches have said it, uh, fans, anybody that I know, they said that was the loudest it's ever been in the field house. And at the UConn game, I thought it was—I thought it was loud too. I thought it was crazy, um, but they're comparing it to two. So I mean, I don't know if that was as loud. I just maybe feel like I've heard it about <laughs> the same word, just as loud. But it was a great environment, and it was a back and forth game. 
Jayhawks looked like they had it. Then, you know, no matter what, you know, they were they were holding UConn to the edge of the possessions and UConn had come out and hit a three right at the edge of position, possession. And that happened a couple of times. And late in the game, they took the lead. And, you know, then the Jayhawks fought back, I think, due to the, the big success of uh, Kevin McCullough. Uh, he really, really chipped in some big-time threes late down the stretch, which I really think put the Jayhawks over over the hump because UConn was not backing down, and they were coming shot after shot no matter what the Jayhawks were throwing at them. And for McCullough to kind of hit those late shots down the stretch, uh, I think that really helped. And the big free throws from uh, uh, Adams as well, too, helped out. Jeff, I just got to say, I was I was on that floor uh, 2012 yeah, what you think? And, and I thought is it different it, for playing though. Is it different because it, you're on the court well, and outside? The, ground, the court shook for sure. Okay. Like the go. court definitely shook. Um where the floor like the floor, you could feel it in through the floor. Yeah. Um and I mean, I'm I'm I've been having played in outfield house all four years. Like I yes, the first three years it was always loud. And like timeouts, you can barely hear things. But I, I just remember specifically in that specific game where I thought my eardrums were going to like pop. Like, I mean, it was just like, it was so yeah. deafening. You couldn't talk to anybody. It was yeah. that loud. And and it was just a consistent loud yeah. of, of just yeah. like, it was, it was different. Um, and I've been in a lot of loud environments and like, you know, you go to Arrowhead for a chiefs game. It's really loud and like yeah. deafening, nothing like that. Like Allen Fieldhouse that last year in 2012 with the, the Mizzou game, the overtime game, it's the loudest environment I've ever been in without a doubt. Um, I don't think anything touches it, but it was loud. I mean, no, no, no doubt. It was, it was very loud in the, the yeah, what's your comparison to it? It, it, it was, I'm asking everybody now. I, I think, I think beginning of the game, like I, I always tell people like it, when Kansas like does their pregame and I think they have the best, like, like the introductory video to the starting lineup, nothing touches it. Um, I, 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 not just in college basketball, but it just, it gets everybody going and it, the video is fantastic. And then all of a sudden it's just, it just keeps building and building and building and building all the way up to tip. And you're used to that. And that's how it was in the, the UConn game. And, and it was, it was, it was deafening. It was, it was super loud. I would say different parts of the game. It got back to that level. Okay. All right. The, the Masu got though, back, man. Not back to that level. It got back to that level. That means it dropped a little. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the Mizzou game, it was just like, like yeah, first half when you know, you know we had a big lead, like it was it was quiet. But then that second half, it was like, wow. I mean, it was like shot out of a cannon, loud, and uh, I, I don't think anything touches it. But I'm I'm probably a little biased, uh, just being having played in that game. But it was loud. It was it was very loud, and uh, it definitely created a. Th- I, I think UConn didn't really understand yeah. what it's like to play an outfield. Those those guys when they stepped on the floor. And they were trying to talk to each other, and they you they you realize really quickly like, oh, nobody can hear me, and they're yeah, trying to hunt. Yeah. It, it's 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 an adjustment uh, if you've never been in it before as a player. So, yeah. um, but a heck of an environment. So yeah. we'll take we'll take a break. We'll be right back here on the Kansas City Sports Network. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back, everybody, to the Border War Podcast here on the Kansas City Sports Network. We are presented by 360 Vodka. And Jeff, I did want to touch on uh, just a couple of things that jump out from the UConn game. You know Kevin McCuller, yeah. uh, who has been just fantastic. Um, he's playing at a real high level, but the shooting has always been the question mark with, you know, with him. He impacts the game as a defender, versatility, finisher, uh, competitive, tough, motor, IQ, like all these boxes he checks. And the shooting has always been like, man, if he could just become a, a, a reliable knockdown shooter. And he hits three threes that were huge threes. Yeah. Um, one jumps out in that corner where you know he he had a contest coming right at him and he got it off. And he and I mean it was a tough shot in the corner, but and then he hit one in the left corner a few possessions later. Yeah. Um do you see this like a different I mean, I, I think his shot definitely looks uh, just more it's it looks quicker to me it, it looks like he's not thinking as much and obviously the confidence level is high and i mm-hmm. that's a, a big piece of when he shoots it it looks like he's very confident uh he had a three at the top of the key in the second half where you can see his emotion after like he, he looks like he's shooting the ball and knows he's gonna make a shot uh when he shoots the ball it just looks like a different confidence for me. he does and i think one of the biggest things that you know he is doing is that He's shooting in rhythm, you know, yeah. no hesitation, no pause. I mean, he's – and, again, that one in the corner got a guy running at him. That's when you know you're shooting it in rhythm. It doesn't matter if he's right there. You're catching, shooting the same motion, no hesitation, no no, no, no pause, just just catching and shooting. And if you look, you know, look at him in those, in those threes, uh, you know, from both of the corners, top of the key, he was shooting in rhythm. When that ball came, he was down and ready. He had his shooter, uh, uh, his his shooter hand cocked and ready. Uh, he was ready to shoot that thing before the ball even came to him. And I think that's what makes shooters 
great shooters because they're already ready to shoot as if the ball's already in the in their hand with their hand cocked before the balls actually hit their hand. So, um, you know, he's he was down shooter ready, shooting in motion. And I think for Kevin to be able to make shots, be able to hit that open shot, that's going to be big. That opens up Dewan's game. That opens up Hunter. It opens up Hunter's game. It just frees up everybody else when you have a guy that can hit that outside shot because guys have to pay attention to that. Yeah. I think another big part of the game, I mean, UConn shot 28 threes and – it felt like that was somewhat of their best their best offense. Yeah. Um, and a lot of that was Tristan Newton. Yeah. You know, he was so good. But it was also Kansas' defense I thought was really good. Um, and on the flip side of that, like, Kansas only shot 14, but they were 9 of 14. Yeah. I mean, from three, and their threes were timely. I mean, Hunter Dickinson, yeah. you know, hitting threes. Um, I, I thought Hunter, his his shooting, I mean, I I... I I'm happy for him because I feel like in this system with Coach Self, yeah. he just has the freedom to do more, yeah. and, and he can he can shoot it. And I, I feel like he, he, we knew that when he was in Michigan that he could shoot. Yeah. And he just didn't really do it a lot. Yeah. Um. And and he can shoot. He's an efficient six to twelve. I was really curious how the Donovan Klingon matchup was going to go. With I felt like both those guys at one point in the second half they were rim. Both of them were rim running and then hitting each other. No. Yes. Like, I feel like we know, I feel like I know the same play you're talking about. I mean, it was like dang, and the fish. I, I give the officials credit; they let them play because I was like, they're gonna blow a whistle, and it, it would just felt like they were hitting each other like constant. Yes. And there were a few fouls called, and I think Hunter didn't like one um, where I think he might have got a deflection. And but in terms of just the physicality of it between Hunter and and Donovan got Hunter once. I know Hunter wanted to. I think he was a cut, and Hunter tried to dunk on Donovan, and Donovan wasn't having it. I mean. The back and forth between these guys was 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 on display. Everybody was looking forward to that matchup. But I think Hunter, you know, the older, experienced, he stepped out. He knew Donovan couldn't really guard him on the perimeter, and he took advantage of his jump shot and and was really effective from three. And just a deficiency Kansas had on offense uh, to you know to, to score sixty nine, come back how they did because uh, they did go a little stagnant too. UConn made some big shots. Give them credit; like they hit some shots that were like dang. Good defense, contested, uh, guys shooting behind a ball screen from mm-hmm. deep, and sometimes you live with that stuff. Um, and Kansas just had a, a response, and we talk about this all the time, Jeff, with with coach self teams. They close games. They, they, they find ways to win late. They get stops. They execute on offense. They take good shots. More times than not, their best players get good looks, uh, and coach self is the mastermind behind that. Yeah. And, I mean, you mentioned it. Uh, this late down the stretch is, I think that's where they've been good at. That's where they've been at over the time. And I, you know, look back at my time from playing under the cold self era, you know, that's, that's just what it was that that late game, just never giving up. They always find a way. Um, they're always poised. The coaching staff never worries. Um, and you know, the coaches just trust, I mean, the, excuse me, the players trust, trust in the coaches. So having coach self, I think, uh, on your side and, you know, con- uh, excuse me, UConn made it tough. Uh, they made it tough for, for, for Kansas. They took the lead late and it was like, okay, how are they going to respond? Um, and just, you just know, late in, in those late game situations, in those crunch time situations, it's an advantage when you have coach self because he, he keeps those guys poised. He keeps those guys always thinking next play and, and, and always keeps them ready. Um, but, you know, you talk about the production of, uh, 
Hunter Dixon. I mean, Hunter Dickinson. I mean, gosh, just for him being able to stretch the D, I think low key, uh, and I say low key, like low key, he's the best shooter on the team. When <laughs> I know. Five to three. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it's going in. <laughs> like he's not trying, he's not, he's not going out, you know, trying to hit, you know, I don't think he has, has it set in his mind. I'm going to shoot four threes. I'm trying to make. He takes what the defense gives him, but I think low key, he has no pressure to, you know, go out and just, you know, perform to be a shooter. He didn't come in to be a shooter. He's a big guy. But I think uh, you know, him being able to stretch that D uh from uh from uh from three, uh, it just changes the game. And uh I think another guy that uh showed up, I think it was uh, Furphy, Jotty. Uh it was late in the game. I can't remember exactly possession when it was. I was trying to look at the 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 play by play, but he had an opportunity. He went two for three from from three. He had an opportunity. I think it was in that second half. It was one of those corner threes, and he missed it uh, right by the bench. He was wide open, missed it. And I think one of the things that I wanted to see because normally with those freshmen, it's like either they missed that wide open three, they're not going to take that next one, they're going to hesitate, it's going to be rushed. Well, he had another opportunity in that opposite corner. And he took it with no hesitation and hit that. And I thought for the Jayhawks at the time, that was a really big play, especially for for Furphy. I, we know what McCuller did down the stretch for him. But I thought that was just huge. I'm not sure. I'd have to go back and look if that if that gave us if, if that gave them the lead or or crunched the lead down. I'm not sure if we were down. I'd have to go back and do my fact check. I'm sorry. I was trying to find that. But I think that was really big for Furphy, uh, being able to 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 hit that three. After missing it is, I think with the Jags, it's always what do they do uh, when things don't go their way. I was just about to say too, Jeff. When I was looking at the box, like it, it was such a high level basketball game because when you look at points off turnovers, points in the paint, fast break points, bench points, uh, it, it was pretty balanced um, across the board. Uh, even the efficiency for Kansas shooting the three was great, because um, just because they hit, they took threes but they didn't take a lot of them and they made the ones they took um and they got i think the biggest thing too i think uconn's going went home thinking they were pretty bad at the free throw line and kansas made free throws and uh, you know that that was a big part too in the game with kansas having a a discrepancy i think it was like seven points at just at the free throw line uh that in you know you got if you're on the road and you got a chance to pull an upset and you got to make free throws like this is the name of the game so um the last question i got for you and i know we've talked about this in the past um, and I think it's very similar to, to just this Kansas team uh, because Hunter's going to be an All-American player. Dewan Harris, we know him. He's going to be an All-American level point guard. Kevin McCuller, uh, one of the best players in the, the conference uh, in the Big 12 and going to be probably up there um, talking an, an All-American level as well. All three of them are high-level winners. Uh, they've, they've won at every stop. My question for you is just the minutes that they take, that the usage is high, right, for these starters and I mean, KJ Adams, uh, we do need to say, was fantastic in the UConn game. Uh, and obviously playing with a heavy heart and mm-hmm. his his emotion, his energy, his fire. Like, he was everywhere. He was huge uh, in this game. Um, making, you know, got to the free throw line. I know he's not a great free throw shooter. He went six and nine. That's a pretty good day at the line. Yeah. Um, you know, but 18 and seven. That's a heck of a night for KJ uh, as a four. But the, the question remains is like, Johnny hit hit some threes. That was their bench production. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just with these five guys, I mean, and give them credit, the endurance, like 
the energy to play that long. And they're, they're, you know, Marco's a freshman playing 32 minutes. And like, like we saw last year with Grady, you know, he's not going to be allowed to be a freshman. He's got to play. Um, you're, and they can do this, you know, we've seen them do this, but that bench is, it's, it's not a deep bench. Um, and you can tell coach self in the UConn game. And I appreciate that about coach self. He, he's not just going to go to his bench to go to his bench. Yeah. Uh, He's going to, he's, He's going to play the guys that he thinks have give him a chance to win, and uh, that might be these five guys playing thirty five minutes tonight. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's that's tough. You know, you want you want some guys to step up. You want Timberlake to get in there and and, and fight for some of those minutes every day. Um, and just right now, you just think those, these guys. I mean, that's thirty eight, thirty six, and you know. I think Furphy came off the bench with 14 minutes and uh, Parker Brown and uh, he was, he played two minutes and Timberlake two minutes. So uh, the thing that you, you, you want to get ben, bench production because you just never know what's going to happen in a game. Like mm-hmm. those, those numbers are cool after a game when, you know, you know, there was no foul trouble. They were, you know, you were able to, when you look at the stats, okay, he played this many minutes. He played, 38, 36 minutes. But when you start, you know, every game's not going to be like that. There are going to be some games where, you know, it's going to be the refs might be calling a little tight. Uh, someone's going to get in foul trouble. You know, someone might get a have blood on their jersey, have to go out for a little bit. I mean, you just never know where you when you're going to have to rely on that bench. And I think they're going to have to uh, get the production of that bench up because you just never know what can happen. But I think, again, until then, he's not gonna. He's gonna say, "Well, bench. If you want to get your production up, you're gonna have to do it in practice because you're not gonna get any game reps." Uh, um, and I think these guys are just gonna have to step up and it, it starts in practice. That's where you start proving it to your to your coaches in, in practice. They can see, they can tell if you're going through the motions or if you're 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 taking it to a next level each and every day. If you're being a better person or if you're being a better player, giving more effort than you did the day before they can tell that. So uh, you, 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 you would hope to see some of these guys, uh, whether it's, you know, I got to stay in, I got to shoot. I got to, I got to get some extra ball handling. I got to work on my pick and roll. I got to get some extra shots up, whatever it is, these coaches are going to recognize and they're going to see that. And the bench is going to have to step up uh, in the future because you just can't rely to me on a six man rotation. That's tough. Uh, But I guarantee you if, Guys stay healthy. Guys stay out of foul trouble. Uh, Coach Self arrived with a six-man rotation all the way to the end of the season. No question. Kansas has another tune-up with uh, with UMKC at home. That'll be tomorrow night uh, in Allen Fieldhouse. Uh, and then we'll have the, the Hy-Vee Hoops Border Showdown in Lawrence, Kansas, uh, this coming Saturday. It's a 415 tip, so it's a good time for, uh, for a college basketball tip at 415 in Allen Fieldhouse, Mizzou, and Kansas. So we'll break it all down. Uh, after the game, and and uh, have a have some some post game recap. Um, Jeff, always good chatting with you, man. Um, some fun games ahead to, to look forward to. I like it. Rock chat. Right, Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.